welcome to the producer podcast this is the show where we talk to successful electronic music producers from around the world we ask them how they make their music what they're doing in the studio what kind of software they're using hardware we talk about their careers try to get some marketing advice out to you guys the goal, is, the goal of this show is to inspire you to become better musicians yourself and just give you some tips to get your music out there and get it heard. Now, we always have awesome producers on the show, and today is no exception. I actually don't know where he's calling us from, so this should be a surprise. I think it's in the U.S. But joining <laughs> us today is Shem, also known as Lone Moon. What's going on, Shem? Hey, calling you from uh, Oklahoma City. <laughs> Oklahoma City. Cool, man. So what's going on out there? Uh, the weather is unpredictable. Yesterday it was, um, 45 degrees and now it's 80. Oh man. Which do you prefer? 80 degrees. Good. Good man. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling from Tampa, Florida and it's just damn nice this winter or fall. This yeah. winter. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the kind of music you do. Uh, I, I started making music probably about a year and a half ago, and I really started out as a generic dubstep producer, as all, we all did, mm -hmm. obviously. And um, I grew into this sort of orchestral slash electronic mesh that really kind of lets me express everything that I want to get out. I can, I can produce an electronic track. I can produce a completely instrumental track, and people will know where I'm coming from. And uh, that's really all that I want to express. And that's, I, awesome. that's really awesome that you do that because there's enough just straight up dubstep producers that were right. kind of like, yeah, dude. I, and I listen to your tracks. They're very original. I never know seriously from one track to the next, what I'm going to hear, which is really cool. Right. Um, you sound like, uh, you know, your way around a keyboard. Do you play piano? Yes. I'm actually quite diverse with the instruments I play. I used to have a description, in my uh, bio that said the list of instruments that I had in my house, which included a bass, a cello, a, a flute, a lot of different orchestral instruments that I record and sample. But right now I'm using samples from my old baby grand that I sold about <laughs> a couple months ago. You sampled the whole thing? Yep. <laughs> oh, dude. That's awesome. At different velocities and different rates of fire, per se. <laughs> well, how... How long did that take you to do? About three days. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I've never interviewed anybody who sampled their entire piano. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Why'd you sell the baby grand? Uh, really, I, I, I got tired of looking for VSTs for pianos, and I thought, let me use one that's real. So I used a real piano. No, I mean, why did you sell it? Oh, I sold it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I need to make some room. <laughs> I gotcha. And, and it really, it was really getting old and like, I couldn't like record off of it anymore. I see. And you don't need it anymore. You have all the sounds. Yeah. That's so just cool. like all the instruments. Uh, I still have all the instruments. They're back in the orchestra that I use it from like the Philharmonic here in um, Oklahoma has let me store some instruments. Wow. Very diverse. I, you know, yeah. I commend you for, for knowing how to play all those instruments. That's not, a, not an easy going. It's not easy, but you well, get your own sound. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, um, you know, lately you've been hitting some charts, um, like the glitch hop category. Is that where you're kind of focusing now, or are you still yeah. like, yeah? 
I kind of, I really, I really like the genre of glitch hop because it's, it's not as much as it is easy, but it's, it's just, you can do mostly anything with it. You can do halftime with it. You can do four on the floor. You can do breakbeat. Everything in that genre is so easy to grasp and execute. Yeah. You can do like any spectrum of sounds with it as well. That's really cool. And exactly. Like in your last song, uh, Answer Me. I don't know if that's your last song, but your song, Answer Me. Um, <laughs> I love how you put like the dial tones and the ringtones in there. That's so cool. I wasn't expecting phone it. Core. Yeah, phone core is a new thing. Is that a thing? Oh, uh, me and my friend are trying to get it out there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Well, good luck with that. All right. Um, so, so far, what's been the most amazing moment of your career? Just, have you played a gig or done something that just blew your, your own mind? And can you tell us about that? I got to play a while ago. I got to play my album um, that I had just created, Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's really amazing to me how you can connect a whole crowd through your music, hmm. especially through like I pl- made the dubstep track called um, "Flourish." It's kind of chill step. I, I don't even I don't like saying chill step because it doesn't exist. It's just dubstep. It's just dubstep. Okay, but. Uh, <laughs> But it's amazing just how your music can connect everyone in the in the in the venue. Just like having your arms out, everybody waving their cell phones out there. It's just it's beautiful. It's just <laughs> seeing all that connect is is a fantastic thing. Oh, dude, I love hearing that. Where did you play it? I played it downtown in Oklahoma. And when you say connected the crowd, you mean everybody just kind of like was all it was all kind of one. Everybody was just chilling with it and yes yes it's perfect that is man i love that that's why i asked this question and that's why i moved it to the beginning of the interview because that kind of stuff is what gets me excited like how music affects crowds and how your music affects you so thanks for telling us that absolutely now have you run into any challenges so far in your music career and how did you overcome them really the only challenge that i've ever had is the uh Getting my music out to record labels or any kind of promotion. It's incredibly hard if you don't have connections. In EDM, it's extremely biased. Like People will only listen to certain people because they're tired of hearing sucky people. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I know How that. How did you come to that conclusion? Uh, I'm not... Well, I, I'm, I'm open to hear from anyone, but really I made that conclusion because... Well, I haven't sent an email to anyone and have them immediately reply, not immediately, but eventually reply back without someone like nudging them. Like, Hey, listen to this guy. Really? Or someone coming to me and saying, that's, that's how my track answer me got promoted on a glitchhop.net. That's how it got out there. People actually came to me, emailed me, Sean Flynn from glitchhop.net emailed me and said, Hey, let's upload your track. And I was like, okay. Well, how did he, contact you do you know him personally no he emailed me out of the blue yes completely out of the blue i saw it following me at a, on a on soundcloud i looked at it i'm like what from glitch hop and then he emailed me i'm like okay well All okay right. well you just said uh unless you have connections so yeah. you, you made your connection just by luck or did you know somebody yeah. who knew him well yeah i thought <laughs> <laughs> i don't i like, 
you either like people will find you. I'm not sure. I I really don't know how to explain myself out of that one. But like, it's ah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's just def- it's definitely hard. I hear you. I, I've you got to keep, put, like you gotta keep putting it out. You got to keep yeah, putting it out there. Exactly. I should have said just keep working. People will find you. Okay. No, keep that working, if, people will find you. That's so. That's if that's true. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because if it's good then people will know. All right, good. Well, that's reassuring to people who are actually good. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the best way of getting your music out there and heard then is just what? Has been what? Keep putting it out there or do you have any other things you've been doing? I have never sent an email to a promotion channel on YouTube. I just don't do it. uh, Some people have done it for me, but I just don't do it. I just, I make my music and I just like allow it to grow or like allow people to find it. I posted my Porter Robinson remix. And by the end of the day, it had like 989 plays and like a hundred likes. I mean, I don't understand how that happened, but I just don't, I just, I just (laughs) let, I just let it go. I just let it go. And you put it on SoundCloud. Yeah. Is that the only place you put your stuff? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't actively use my, uh, YouTube account, but I use my social media, Facebook and Twitter just to have, to have people connect with me. I see. Cool, man. This is great information so far. It really is. Um, I'm, I'm serious. This is, there's a lot of guys, they write good music and they go, how do I get my tracks out? Do I contact producers? Do I contact labels? Do I put it on YouTube? Do I post something on Instagram? It's like, what do they do? And I like hearing how everybody does it. It's all, That's it's all music. different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into your studio here. Okay. You use Logic. I saw from your Facebook. Is that what you're still using? Yes. I use uh, Logic Pro X. What do you think uh, about it? Logic is an incredible digital audio workspace because it's extremely raw and and it puts everything out in front of you and just lets you use it. There's no restrictions. Like when I first got into FL Studio, I I couldn't even find the playlist for an hour. Same thing with Ableton, but I'm not downing Ableton at all. I, I love Ableton. I, I used it uh, like three times. <laughs> but uh, Logic is my favorite because uh, that's how I sampled my whole uh, Baby Grand by using the um, EX, EXS24 sampler yeah. inside of Logic. It's just phenomenal, and you can use it for anything. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, FL Studio, it's it's – so split, right? There's guys that say there's nothing, there's nothing that beats the workflow. It's the easiest doll they've ever used. And then I, I'm not in that camp, but I'm not downing it either. But uh, I'm, I'm more of like the straight side-to-side sequencer. That's how I roll kind of thing. Right, right. Ableton is great for playing live, I found. Absolutely. But I, I don't produce much in it either. But, um, <laughs> you know, to each his own, I, I, I would never down any doll. I mean, I hear all the music that comes out of these and they're, it's all good or, you know, it can be really, really good. So... Uh, that's cool about Logic. Can you tell us about how you work in Logic? What's your workflow like? How do you write a song? Uh, all right. So, all right. Uh, from getting an idea to getting it mastered. Uh, all right. First, I'll get the idea, of course. I'll go to Logic. I'll open up. As soon as you open up a Logic product, it asks you if you want to load an audio track, a software instrument, uh other instrument or a guitar or a drummer, which is like, I don't even know what that is, but, uh, you, I open a audio track and then I open a software track. It's instant. It's so easy. I take 
my sampler and then I go to my uh, preset that I made for my piano. I just, I just bang out the idea on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have the keyboard, I just use the piano roll, which is literally a double click on the MIDI MIDI. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. Track. MIDI. Yeah, yeah, MIDI track or so, something like that. And you just you just keep going. It's like really easy. It's incredibly easy. I just don't understand how people find it hard, but it's so it's like right in front of you. It slaps yeah. you in the face. Yeah, that's the best way to be, or for that's the best way for a doll to be. I agree. Yeah. And then, uh, so you basically start with off with some keys and get an idea and then get it on there. And then what? Um, once I finish the song, well, I'll just, I'll structure the song. I like to, I like to listen to lots of music, but I don't like to copy anything. Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. You listen to music, you figure out what the structure, you figure out the skeleton. You don't figure out anything. You don't feel like you're out the muscles, like the synths and the, um, and the drums and stuff, you know? Right. You, you, uh, you figure out how people structure their songs and then you, you just go with it. I, I just, I can, once I get an idea, I just stay down there for like probably three or four hours before I get the track finished. I, I usually, usually my tracks are finished within a four to nine hour period. That's pretty good to complete a whole track. <laughs> I'm serious. Some people get very meticulous and take weeks. The fact yeah. that you could do that, it's pretty good. And uh, from using Logic... What are some of your favorite production tips that you found using it that you could uh, tell the listeners about? Hmm. Well, I found that in Logic, uh, you know, in FL Studio, you have to make your MIDI tracks unique before you um, make something different about them. In uh, Logic, every single MIDI track you place is completely unique. It doesn't even matter. You can change anything in it. It won't do anything. It's, it's like a... It's like a sandbox. You can't, it's, it's completely free to use. Like, absolutely. Um, it's also very easy to, um, use the, the, uh, wow. There's lots of features. I don't know which one to. (laughs) It doesn't even have to be logic. Maybe just some production tips in general. Cause not everybody's using logic. Like what do you find really helps your productions along? I find that, um, Listening to lots of, yeah, listening to well-mixed tracks and figure out where the lows sit, where the mids sit, and where the highs sit. Hmm. And and kind of just emulating that in your track. Like EQing, has never, EQing and mastering has never been a, a, a strong arm of mine, but just putting things in and making them match together and not be able to sound clash yeah. clashy you know like people people who are composers that are beautiful composers that don't even know what a computer is just write perfect music if they put that into a computer it wouldn't sound different so basically just use that mindset huh. that's pretty good do you have any favorite plugins that you use oh uh, serum just came out i was gonna ask you i saw that you were using that what do you think I have made melodic and gritty basses, like mo- everything. You can make anything in it. It's perfect. It's a perfect digital digital audio plugin. It's perfect. <laughs> um, Razor, I uh, I I use Razor, but I only use it for vocoding basses. Really? Which is like taking. I usually take like a sample of me screaming or something. Yeah. And put it into Razor and vocode it, and it sounds pretty nice. You have to add a sub layer in your project, but 
I, I render out a stem and then use it in my project. But. <laughs> so you just scream. Your bass tracks are you screaming and and low coded into a low S- register. Sometimes, I, I, if you if you say yoy, like it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do you think Serum compares to Massive? Serum is probably at least let me calculate this uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand times better than Massive. But you know, Massive still works. You can still use it. As a structuring plugin, R- really, I don't think it's better than Massive. I just think it's an addition to Massive. Okay, so we should scratch that seven hundred and fifty thousand times thing that you just said. Yeah, maybe, maybe like, maybe like, maybe seven hundred fifty, <laughs> not thousand, just seven hundred fifty. Right. <laughs> Is there anything else in your studio that you just love to use that you couldn't live without? Uh, my X fifty keyboard from Korg. Really? I I was referred that by um, a producer named Virtual Riot that uh, uses that keyboard. And I, was, ah, I fell in love instantly. It's oh, just a, X50. Okay, I got a picture up of it here. Yeah. I, now, do you use the sounds from that or do you just use that as a MIDI controller? I use that as a MIDI controller because I don't believe in sampling. Well, not like sampling. Drum sampling is okay, but I don't like to use sounds that I haven't made. Uh, I got you. Unless it's from an instrument. I got you. I got what you're saying. So you basically love it for the, like the feel of the keys and stuff, and how it works as yeah. a MIDI controller. It's not weighty, or it's not weighty, or too um, too hard to use, and it rolls perfectly. Like I can play anything on it. Yeah, and it's it's super light, isn't it? It's crazy light. It's like two pounds, I think. Yeah, it's got like those handles on the side. So perfect. I always wanted one of them. I advise you pick them one up. Yeah, I could get them cheaper now. They don't make them anymore. What? I don't think. It's a perfect keyboard. <laughs> well, you have yours. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> okay, well, what's the single most best piece of advice you could give to an aspiring producer right now? Don't overthink anything. Just just work and surround. I heard this one quote from someone. It was Perfect quote. It, sur- so it says, surround yourself surround yourself with people better than you, but don't tell them that they're better than you. Just learn from them. <laughs> That's a great... I've heard about... Uh, I've heard of, like the first and last part of that, but that middle part about don't tell them, I haven't heard that yet. That's really good. I got to apply that. And uh, now you said you've only been uh, producing for a year and a half? Yes. How did you start improving your skills? Like, what did you do? To because you know to to get recognized and on glitchhop dot is it glitchhop dot com or glitchhop dot net net glitchhop dot net I mean you yeah. have to uh, you have to make something that's pretty damn good yeah how, how in a year and a half did you improve your skills what were you doing in all that time really most of it focused on music theory up until the year part in this last few this last few six or seven months I've been working on my electronic production because I used to be solely a um, orchestral producer for a while because none of the electronic stuff I made was good and then I came up out of that and I'm like okay I'm gonna do this I forced myself to make something that I wanted to hear Hmm. and Answer Me was born so it's like one of the first songs you made basically Uh, one of the first it's probably the first good glitch hop song I've made I got you that's really good, dude. That's very inspiring. I mean, this doesn't have to take a long time. At all. It doesn't have to take a long time. Well, what, Just what, keep working. What could we expect from you in the future? What's your future plans? 
I am working on some uh, some solo stuff, like some an album, and right now I'm working on this uh, dubstep-esque, post-dubstep rock track. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> but I've used so many different things in it. I'm very excited to get the vocals on it and give it to the world. Oh, cool, man. Very cool. Are you going to put it on your SoundCloud? Put it on your SoundCloud? Absolutely. All right. Let me make sure I'm following you because I'm, yes, I am. Good. I can't wait to hear it, man. Really. And, uh, you know, pe- everyone who's listening, you got to check out his stuff. You seriously don't know what to expect from one song to the next, and it's all good. So, Shem, where can people find out more about you, hear your stuff, and uh, where do you want to direct the listeners if they want to connect up with you? If you want to like hang out with me like you can come to my soundcloud and at my soundcloud there will be a lot of links down at the bottom where my facebook youtube twitter toned in which i highly suggest toned in is an amazing site um and my tour dates are so if you guys want to hook up with me there that's that's cool very cool now we didn't touch on touring are you playing out live much i play out live as much every single time i get like if someone is holding like a party i just I'm like, hey, and they let me play. I love to play at places that with a lot of people because, like, when you drop something hard, like, it's fun to see everybody just like freak out. <laughs> now, are you, how your live show? How are you playing live? What equipment are you using? Uh, I use. I engineered some stuff on my iPhone to have six different zones where I could touch and play different samples, speed up stuff, slow stuff down pause play that stuff i engineered my phone to do that and i use a novation app on my ipad to control some of the samples as well see when you're doing a party you have an iphone and an ipad and that's it yep and my computer that's really cool man (laughs) it looks super super bad but it sounds good yeah that's all that matters seriously yeah very cool dude man i had a really good time talking to you yeah, it's great. Thank you for interviewing me. Sure, and you gave a lot of great information to the people out there. Um, if anybody uh, wants to check out Shem, go to his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash lonemoon, and uh, we'll have some of his links up in our show notes on our website. So, Shem, thanks again very much. Everybody listening, hope you enjoyed the show. That's going to be it for the producer podcast for today. See you next time. Mm-hmm.